Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well and um, today is the 9th of March and um, this is actually the second podcast today. Um, I actually thought it might be quite nice just while I'm laying in bed, relaxing, um, just sort of getting ready for bed that it might be nice to discuss I guess everything that went on today seeing as it's it's pretty important and it's a pretty big deal and um, I guess it's something I've dealt with for a really long time and um, breathing within sport is you know obviously a, a huge part of sport and for some people it you know perhaps comes a bit more naturally um, than others and um you know i always struggle with breathing I, I i could tell you stories about like um it, like this is going to make my dad sound horrible but like he didn't mean it in a horrible way but you know i'd be really struggling with my breathing um i'd be wheezing and coughing and you know i remember my dad shouting at me like are you smoking have you been fucking smoking with your mates in school and you know getting like pretty riled up and pretty pissed off because neither of us really understood like why you know my my breathing was so bad and um I guess that was really the story of my running career was plagued with um breathing problems and then when I you know racing I I I raced fairly well at a um Irish mountain running championships one year and um i won the trial race quite like convincingly but i you know there was some of the stronger members you know didn't do the trial and things like this but i i i performed really well and the point i'm trying to make is i was pretty fit at the time um and then i went to um race at the irish mountain running championships and i guess it was uphill um uphill only um and and you know like even even when you say like uphill like you'd expect that like it would be a really hard day a really hard effort your heart rate would be through the roof for the entire thing and you know I remember just not being able to get my heart rate up and the more the more examples I have of days where my breathing I I basically couldn't breathe so I was trying to run uphill uphill's hard enough to run up it gets you breathing out your ass this was at altitude and the altitude kept climbing um and essentially you're you're combining my worst nightmare like um not because i don't like running uphill but just because my my breathing is like as i say like my not my greatest asset um and so today i you know i woke up fairly early and um had to head into central london and do some pre-surgery assessments which is you know, it's been a really like not stressful month or six weeks or anything like that. But since I started the conversations about surgery and it's been on the back of my mind and um, I guess it all it all kind of revolved around today because the weirdest thing is, is you're you're going to a pre-surgery assessment for a surgery that you don't actually know yet if you're going to get and like I didn't know if I was supposed to want to get this surgery or not, which is really quite interesting because, you know, like, like, 
if you're like this is a bad example but like if you're really fat and you're going to get a surgery and it's going to like shrink your stomach and it's going to make you really skinny you know you want to get that surgery i i wanted there to be an answer for why sometimes inconsistently i i struggle with my breathing but nobody wants to get surgery right so um yeah it was weird doing these pre-assessments but um, essentially i you know i i did the pre-assessments and then i had about two and a half hours to kill so i footed around london um i i actually did quite a nice thing like there was a um there was a homeless guy um as i was walking from the london clinic there was a homeless guy sitting and you know it the it actually i ended up seeing quite a lot of homeless people which kind of became a, not a problem but like you know you, i can't help every homeless person in london but i went to pret and um bought a homeless guy like a um chicken and bacon sandwich packet of crisps and a bottle of water which i thought was quite a nice thing to do and it made me feel pretty good about myself so um i thought that was a good deed but then like sounds harsh but you know i'm walking i walked a good hour i walked three mile from where i got the pre-surgery assessment to the royal brompton um hospital where i was doing the camera testing and actually running with the camera down my throat um and i and i seen you know a lot more homeless people and then probably just felt bad that um i should have spent the couple of quid like six pounds on bread ham and cheese and made a whole batch of sandwiches but yeah look live and learn um but yeah i burned some time i i did the podcast that i updated you guys with earlier i actually maybe i've already mentioned all this and sorry if i'm being repetitive um but yeah i, I burned a bit of time in hyde park um and and then i walked over to pre-surgery or not pre-surgery sorry the camera test in royal brompton and there was a couple more covid procedures and stuff there but um nothing really to write home about um but yeah no it looked they they hook you up um ecg um bit of um anesthetic to numb the nose um and then they filter a camera like a long tube picture a tube about the length of a ruler little skinny i mean it's not that skinny but skinny enough tube with a light on the end of it and a camera and this goes up your nose which is so not nice um filters up through the nose and then down obviously to give a clear view of the throat um and then they pretty much left it up to me and you know said like um you know off you go and um essentially they wanted me to get to the point that i was having breathing problems um and they left it up to me to dictate what i did on the treadmill but what's really interesting is i've had like seven or eight days where my breathing's been really really bad so i wasn't too concerned i you know i pretty much knew that today was going to be a bad breathing day and um i i'll go on to speak about this but it's it's been really confusing i've never had this many consecutive days where it's been bad and i don't know if you know spending time at altitude does damage or what it does but it you know it it hasn't it's been bad now for quite a while and i don't know if it's diet i don't know if it's um 
I just go through bad patches. I, I'm really unsure. Um, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like, and I'll go on to speak about what we find today, but this isn't a new thing, but it, it does feel like a new thing where it's struggled over that lengthy period of time, like this long, like seven, eight days. It's usually less consistent as that. So a part of me was worried that, you know, I'm here we go, I'm going to go do this fucking camera test and um, I'm going to jump on the treadmill and it's going to feel how it felt, you know, eight days ago there in Dallas airport and I'm going to be running at um, five minute mile pace and like it's going to feel like a piece of piss and I'm going to have to, I'm going to feel embarrassed that my breathing's awesome, I feel amazing and sorry I've wasted your time. Um, but of course that didn't happen. I was just like Saturday. I pretty much did five minutes pretty slow. And then I did two minutes at five minute mile pace. Um, three minutes at like, I think like 448 pace. And then we went to like from 1% gradient to 2% for a minute to 3% for a minute to 4% for a minute. And um, you're running at 20 kilometers an hour with a 4% gradient, and I think I did that for, like, another two minutes, so at this point, we're probably at, like, 11 minutes in total or something, and, like, I'm wheezing and breathing, and and he he wanted me to get to the point where I thought it was pretty bad, Um, and so I guess, like, that, like, for me was... um, like we're talking about like minor percentages here, but like these percentages are like pretty important. And um, so he he brought me over to look at, you know, I could hear myself wheezing. They could hear me wheezing. You know, they were giving me all the signals like, yep, yep, you know, definitely confirms what we've thought. And um, maybe there was relief in that. Like, you know, the, I told you guys I didn't, want surgery but i i wanted an answer so i don't think i'm the kind of person that makes things up i spoke earlier about people um you know people could say the free is to you you know maybe it's all in your head you know maybe you're um like it's not that we make things up but i think we definitely make things worse by focusing on them but i don't think naturally I don't think humans are naturally born as like the type of um, like people that just make things up. So like I didn't just decide 15 years ago, I'm going to run around this track. I'm going to pretend to wheeze so my dad can accuse me of smoking. And then he's going to go speak to this coach over here about it, who's going to then tell me to go to the doctor. And the doctor's then going to tell me I have asthma. And for 15 to 20 years, I'm going to take inhalers, which are a complete fucking waste of my time. I'm going to, every whereabouts I'm, I'm ever going to fill in, I'm going to have to fill in drug reports about inhalers that I'm taking that are making zero difference to my lungs and all the rest of it. And like, it's actually mad that you know, since I stopped taking the inhalers um, last October, you know, whenever I did the breathing test last October, like the, my lung, the lung score I did today was actually better. Um, So what's really interesting is when people see people taking an inhaler, they think they're like cheating, but actually it makes zero difference. Um, 
unless you're actually asthmatic. It makes no difference at all because all the inhalers do is reduce inflammation in the chest. And if there's no inflammation for them to reduce, like from my understanding, the the the, the role of the inhaler is a waste of time. Um, I don't think humans naturally just make things up. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, and so I... I I didn't think that I just made up a breathing problem, but I certainly know the power of the human brain in terms of you can have a minor underlying incident or condition. So let me give you a small example of that, right? When I went to race a 5K a couple of years ago, um, I seen cyclists putting cotton buds up their nose with a little bit of albus oil. I think I've told you guys this example before. And so I'm in the warm-up, I'm running around with these cotton buds up my nose and albus oil on them, but I obviously put too much albus oil on the cotton buds and it dripped to the back of my throat. So I raced and I raced really well. Um, but... I then traveled and whether whether or not I got a sore throat because that tends to be what happened when it happens when I push hard or I got a sore throat from the albus oil dripping down my throat it kind of doesn't matter but I was convinced I was going to get sick and you know you have a European champs coming up you're you know struggling etc etc um and so I was yeah I was convinced that I was going to get sick um so there you go um the power of the human brain all like i just had a sore throat and it was probably really obvious why now that we look back at my breathing and my throat and blah 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 it was probably pretty obvious why i had a sore throat now what is going to be really interesting to me is when i get the likes of this surgery so before that 5k i think i ran 1348 around that and I was on for about 13 1330 1328 I think the winners ended up running and I was with them until about lap eight or lap nine and then my breathing went really bad and then I had to like you know slow down because I started struggling and I lost quite a bit of time now what will be really interesting is when we get to the bottom of the breathing thing and and it looks like we have um will that change how i perform on the track when it comes to like pushing pretty hard and breathing pretty hard and that breathing rate being a bit higher because i think i was forced to the marathon because not that it's not important to breathe in the marathon but the breathing is at such a relaxed intensity it always felt way more comfortable to me now that doesn't mean that there still wasn't days that I really struggled with my breathing in marathons. And regularly, you know, I was self-massaging my diaphragm during marathons and um, specifically London. I don't I don't get London, but like London 2019, I had a lot of problems when it was really hot. The gun went and how my breathing has felt over this last week is exactly how my breathing felt that day in London. Just didn't feel right it felt like there was something wrong to the extent that that was another day where I like was was like abandoned and closed because I thought if I relaxed mentally my breathing would get better and it just didn't it was awful um 
so yeah back to the results so we i watched i got to see my throat in action and there's voice vocal cords um throat when you swallow your vocal cords close over and and that um i actually don't know what it does when you swallow it pushes food down maybe or it stops food going into your airways i think that's it stops food going into your airways um when you're breathing vocal cords should open up and there's also these little lumps at the top and they're supposed to get out of the way i guess and mine don't get out of the way they fold in and so he was showing me them fold in and how they sort of swell get bigger i don't maybe swells the wrong word but they they fold in and as they fold in that causes the vocal cords to close and because the vocal cords close a bit it's not you can see it really obviously but it's not like look my problem was never going to be like it closes completely now it might every now and again especially later on in a marathon which is maybe why i go to like shallow breathing he did say the longer you're pushing the the worse it can get but of course i'm not going to run for two hours on this treadmill this morning um but you can noticeably see and i have it on video and and hopefully if i can get something thrown up on youtube i can show you guys um you can see the vocal cords close when I'm (gasps) once I start getting to the point where I'm pushing and the wheeze comes and you can hear the wheeze you can visually see the vocal cords have closed and that's what's causing the (gasps) the 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 wheeze in 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 the voice now for people that have asthma the wheeze comes on the on the exhale but you know with this condition exercise induced larynx obstruction um now i know that oh me and this guy worked it out today um yeah so basically i breathe fine at low intensity um as the intensity crept up we we noticed you know the the much much more folding and the um voice box closing in so i can't imagine if i was like really pushing like hard like fast um it might have been better might have been worse i'm not really sure but i ran at the kind of intensity that i would race a marathon and a half marathon and it provoked um not great breathing so the good news is they want to do surgery um i guess the the confusing part would be he told me that 50% of people that get the surgery um, report that it fixed it completely. Um, no more issues, breathing, brilliant. Um, 25% say it's a little better. Um, and the other 25% say it made no change at all. So there's still a chance that um, you know it won't change much um on a positive note whatever i did at altitude and then went to dallas something happened in dallas where i felt amazing and so there's hope that you know even if it makes no change there's still hope that 
I can have a good day. It might not be all the time, but there's hope there. So it's worth still pursuing and, and, and trying to seek. That could be a new, like, I, I don't know. That could be the new goal is to really figure out what made less travel, just coming down from altitude right away. We'll figure that out. Um, there's hope that it might com- cure completely. Um, and so that, that's a that's a really great thing. Um, and, and I think that's that's something to be optimistic about. That The next part of it is, um, it's probably the kind of thing that, that where it can get confusing is um, the wheezing part is definitely this exercise-induced larynx obstruction. What I've been talking about over the last week, where my breathing just hasn't felt great, and it, I can feel it in the back of my throat, or even when I'm running around the park at like not a huge effort, there still might be a form of allergies. Maybe I need to um, try an antihistamine. Um, and so you could have a bit of both. You might have that your breathing isn't amazing because of allergies. And then you're, there, there might be certain days where it is worse than others is pretty much what I'm saying. Because maybe allergies is a thing. I, I don't have asthma, but it could be allergies. It, it, it could be nutrition. And maybe it's too much caffeine. Um, Basically, what I'm saying is more than, I don't think this is definitive as in like, boof, this is the answer. The other thing I need to consider is that maybe I'm spending too much time at altitude and maybe seven weeks at altitude was, for me personally, was too much and it means I go back to sea level and um, I'm tired from travel, maybe I'm tired from the train at altitude and for whatever reason, maybe my breathing has been really bad this last eight days because of that maybe it'll adjust maybe it'll get better um i've only got two or three days to find out and then i have to from thursday i'll be taking um probably at least a week off so um yeah maybe i'll get this surgery and you know the allergy conversation the too much time at altitude maybe it'll all be redundant um i'm not really sure um, but look, like I say, I, I, I don't think anybody wants to get surgery, but I think it's nice to have an answer. I think it's really important. Um, I am quite sad that I sat at the finish line at Doha and in tears and well, wanted to cry, but I don't think I did actually cry. Um, it's quite sad because there's, there's probably a lot of times in my career, Berlin, European championships, um, probably a lot of times in my career that I really let running get the better of my psychology and I didn't race very well and, and then I went on to beat myself up quite aggressively about it not physically but certainly mentally and um, all this time we sort of thought you know it, it was I thought sometimes it was per preparation I probably blamed what day I left altitude um, I maybe blamed that I didn't go to humidity for long enough um, and it probably looks like another one of the contributing factors would have been this breathing issue. Um, it's probably not the only factor um, but you know if you 
have an underlying breathing condition where your throat literally closes as you're trying to breathe in a humid environment. Humidity, anyone that goes to humidity and the likes of Doha when it's 35 you know, degrees. And I remember talking to people and they were like, oh, I didn't find it that bad. And I was like, what? Like, it was crazy. It was awful. And, you know, it could just be that um, I go to places like altitude or, you know, like a humid place and I struggle that little bit more because I'm trying to deal with the throat thing and the humidity and the altitude and the heat. Um, but only time will tell and it's something we're going to find out over the next six months. Um, I don't really think I'll know. I might never know the cost as in how much it's cost me over my career or if we start to see some better results and I'm not complaining about breathing as much and this surgery really helps, then maybe we'll find out in the next month, the next six weeks, we'll I'll start to be able to say, hey, like, fuck, my breathing's amazing. Like, wow, imagine how good I'd have been for the last 15 years. Um, or it'll not change at all. And um, this'll just be another piece of the puzzle that I'll have to solve. So um, I've learned by now that I'm pretty resilient and, you know, I don't give up that easily. So, you know, if this is something I have to figure out, um, no matter what happens, um i'm sure i'll mention it again on the podcast but you know i'm kind of going to close the door a little bit on it and not continue to bring it up and not continue to go on and on about like something that i think for now i can you know be be settled and um yeah like i don't want to become that person i'm not really an excuse person and so um if it gets to the point where the surgery really doesn't help um yeah I don't think we'll do a day by day boohoo story about my breathing and my throat. It's something that I'll have to get out my laptop, get out my notes and um jot down some ideas about, you know, what might what might help and whether that's changing some training. Um there's always remedies. Not everything requires surgery. Um we we tried, we tried the breathing exercises. I I've really tried this breathing through my nose. I'm still practicing the breathing through the nose. I'm sitting with a book right next to me called The Oxygen Advantage and I'm sitting with a roll of medical tape where I'll try to sleep just breathing through my nose with tape over my mouth, you know. I'm I'm pretty thorough. Um but yeah, I I I would never recommend jumping straight to surgeries or anything like that but um it really looks in this instance like it could be the the thing to help but like i say if it doesn't um it i'm resilient and i'll I'll figure i'll figure something out and literally if that means breathing through my nose um but we'll we'll figure it out um that's that's what we do that's what sport's all about and um look i'm gonna thank you guys for listening i'm gonna leave you there um, it's it's been a I finished the the camera test and I um was supposed to go meet Katie and um I ended up just getting the train home and coming straight upstairs and slept for two hours. I was just exhausted, really tired. It's been quite stressful and I think it's really caught up on me a little bit. Um but yeah, it was look it was a it was a good day. 
Um, and, and yeah, it's another chapter for the book, maybe one day. All right, guys, you take care. Bye bye now.